We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, Smoke, am I right to hear a little bit of a conflict there? Because he said, we will not trade away number two. That's the first clip we played. And then he said, well, I don't anticipate it, but I'm keeping our options open because you'd be surprised at the phone calls that I get. So that seems to be at least somewhat conflicting information there, right? I also think never say never is what he's trying to say here. It's going to take a real offer to blow him away. Right, but you said definitively we'll talk about trading the later picks, not number two. Like, that's literally the first cut that we played we will not be well. We won't trade the number two pick, but then right there, well, we'll keep our options open. I, I understand your point, like never say never, but you said something very different early. You know what? Let's bring in Richie Randall, Buzzbeat Pod, talks Hornets all the time. He's doing it with us, and he's with us on the Body Works Plus. Richie, did you hear what I heard right there, or what did you think about that? No, I, I heard the same thing. It feels like he's trying to keep us guessing. It's almost like he said too much, and then he wanted to kind of take it back and, and keep his options open. Yeah, but it he was very specific about those later picks, but then he comes back and says, okay, maybe, maybe the two of, the number two overall pick will be open for trade. It, yeah, I, I heard the same thing. It was just it was very strange, but I don't think they will. I don't think they should. Um, are, I guess, are we on the same page there? Let's start. You think they should make the pick at number two. You're not in favor of any sort of trade, right? No, I'm not. I'm not in favor. I, I think you know those rumors earlier this week about the Pelicans potentially trying to move up. I think those have kind of cooled off. But even if a trade were to arise with the New Orleans Pelicans, you know I, I would still be a little bit iffy on that. Brandon Ingram, Zion. There's still some downside to those guys. You got Zion for five more years, and he's got a ton of concerns with his injuries. Brandon Ingram, I would actually favor him a little bit more in a deal with the Hornets just because I, I trust his health a little bit more. But if you're going to take a swing on on a guy like Zion, maybe this would be the chance to do it. But even then, like if you're if you're trading the number two overall pick, you would have to have a little bit more confidence in, in the players that you guys are going to be receiving back. And you know the four. 14th pick the Pelicans hold, which, you know, is late lottery, obviously, but you would obviously need a whole lot more. So I, I don't think that the Hornets should consider trading this number two overall pick because they have a chance to draft who I favor, Scoot Henderson, but even Brandon Miller, a very, very good prospect. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, 
and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. All right, so the odds have been shifting in favor of Alabama forward Brandon Miller. I believe he's up to uh, minus 500, Scoot Henderson down to plus 200. The gambling folks know what that means. Uh, if you don't, just trust me. It means that Brandon Miller's a heavy favorite to be a Hornet tomorrow night, as of today, for the, the odds makers. Um, I had a listener who I know for a fact is pretty tied in, said he talked to a Hornet that he knows who told him today that it's Brandon Miller. Is that what you're expecting tomorrow night? And if so, is that the right or wrong move to make? Yeah, I'm not a betting man either, uh, and those numbers mean nothing to me, but I, I trust you, Kyle. But yeah, I, I think I think that's the way that it is leaning Brandon Miller. It feels like Brandon Miller's name came out a lot early on, and then there was like a little bit of a shift where it went to scoop, but now it's back on Miller. I would not be opposed to the pick. I think you know the, the conversation between Miller and Scoot has been very divisive among Hornets community. It feels like people are either all in on Scoot or all in on Miller, and they just can't see the other positives in the guy. Uh, I think Miller would bring a lot to this team, shooting off movement, shooting off the dribble. He has great size. He needs to bulk up a little bit, and I think that's probably one of the biggest question marks. He gets pushed off his drives and gets overpowered a little bit on defense. And we've heard that maybe some of his conditioning hasn't been the greatest, but he is, I guess, coming back from mono. But yeah, I think the two-way potential for Brandon Miller uh, at 6'9", I think he's an underrated passer. I wouldn't necessarily favor him, but I wouldn't necessarily be upset with the pick. My guy has been Scoot for the past couple of weeks. He just seems like a guy that would be, you know, he has the work ethic, the conditioning, the the build, quick first step, the athleticism. And to me, he has a higher ceiling than Brandon Miller. I think sometimes when you're drafting at two and you're debating between two players, maybe you take the guy that could reach higher highs. Well, now, why do you think Scoot has a, a higher ceiling? Is it the playmaking? Is it athleticism? Like, what about Scoot gives you, in, in your opinion, why, why does he have a higher ceiling than Brandon Miller? 
I think I think first off, it's the athleticism because you can't really teach that. I mean, obviously, you can't teach height, which Brandon Miller has over Scoop, but I, I don't think you can teach athleticism. It it is the uh, the ball handling. It is the playmaking. It's the the game that he could produce with the ball in his hands. And and uh, you know, if Brandon Miller never develops that strength, sometimes I wonder if he's going to be a guy that is just strictly a shooter on the outside. And you worry about him getting to the rim and getting pushed off his drives. He did not shoot the ball too well at the rim. But yeah, just the the change of pace, uh, the the tireless work ethic, his his pull up mid range game. There's a lot of things that you can kind of bank on with Scoot Henderson. And I know there's question marks and concessions that he might have to take when he plays alongside LaMelo. I, I just hope that they're not drafting Miller based off of fit slash need. And they're actually drafting him because they think he's the best player available. Give me, you know, when we do comps for these players, we usually give the best possible version of that player, right? Um, but what about the, the low end of a comp for each of these players? I'll give you an example, uh, one that made me chuckle, but I, I actually could see it, and I hope it's not the case. Um, I saw somebody on Twitter refer to Scoot Henderson as Emmanuel Moutier with good PR. Um, g- give me your low end comps for both of these guys, just off the top of your head, who, who they might be, but it wouldn't be a good thing. Oh, wow. I, I think for Scoot Henderson, it would be like, it would be like Derrick Rose, but his like non-MVP years, like just kind oh, of... Yeah. Just kind of yeah. hampered a little bit and not getting to the highest of the highs. Obviously, Derrick Rose, when he won the MVP, is, is a different conversation altogether. Uh, Brandon Miller, man, I, I can't I can't think of one off the top of my head in terms of where he compares to in terms of which player. All the names that come out uh, with him, it's it's the funniest thing. Like the Paul George, which he did, didn't he say that Paul George was his goat? Yes, yes. To me, that was almost immediately disqualified when I heard him say that. When he, when he said that, I was like, you know what? I think I, I don't. I'm completely out on Brandon Miller in all forms when he said that. Yeah, and I at first I thought he was saying like he favored MJ over LeBron, but he went strictly. You know, I'm, I'm talking about Paul George, which is just crazy. Yeah, that's a that's a definite red flag. I, I think that the uh, the Hornets should disqualify him. You know, strictly based off of that uh, opinion there. <laughs> We got Richie Randall, the Buzz, Buzzbeat Pod. He's with us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. I'm trying to think of a low end Brandon Miller cop. Like, I know, uh, I know. Like, like Bobby Portis, slightly smaller. I don't know. I'm trying to think of one. I mean, Bobby's a good shooter, but you know, how much? What, what else does he give you? I don't know. He's still a hell of a good player, though, so maybe that's not a good one. All right, we got Richie Randall with us. Uh, we're chopping it up. So give me the corresponding roster moves then. Like, you're a Scoot guy. And, and I've, I've said with Scoot, you know, if they take him. I'm looking at LaMelo, Terry, Miles, P.J., Mark as your starting five, and then probably, you know, Scoot, DSJ, Gordon Hayward, Cody Martin, Nick Richards coming off the bench as your next five. But, like, if you're taking Brandon Miller, what does the rest of the roster look like? What moves do you think they have to make if he's the pick? I actually don't think that there's a lot of difference in terms of the moves that need to be made based off of who they they draft. Obviously, they play okay. they play two different positions, obviously. It's just some shifting around. I do think that there's obviously been rumors with Miles Bridges coming back. And with the way that Brandon Miller can play, he can almost shift between the two, the three, and the four position. So he could play with Miles Bridges or he can come off the bench. Uh, I do think that maybe if you don't draft Scoot Henderson, I think the priority to bring back Dennis Smith Jr. becomes a little bit higher because you do need some backup guard help. And he was amazing last season coming 
off the bench, providing a, a defensive intensity and, and just a veteran presence. I know it didn't seem like he's a veteran presence, uh, being only 25, 26 years old, but he's been around the league for a bit. And then I think P.J. Washington has to be our priority, regardless if Brandon Miller is the pick here. And uh, I'm still so interested to see what he is going to get on the market because the the Hornets did not extend him last offseason when they had the chance to, or at least they couldn't come to an agreement. Uh, so now it's up to the, the open market in terms of what he will demand. But his versatility out of the power forward position uh, brings a lot for this team. And, you know, I, I think maybe what Mitch could be going for, drafting Brandon Miller, re-signing P.J. Washington. Who knows if if Miles Bridges comes back. I think at that point, Kelly Oubre is out of the question, which I probably think he's already out of the question to begin with. And you've got yeah. a very versatile forward-slash-wing rotation there. I, I'm, I'm glad you said that about Oubre because I was going to ask you. I think we're, we're thinking along the same lines. He looks like he's probably going to get squeezed out, especially seeing the market come together. Uh, we got Richie Randall, the BuzzBeat pod, with us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Let, let's talk about the sale of the team. Um, and, and what your hopes are. First of all, Michael Jordan, 13 years. Uh, a lot of things were fixed, as we discussed earlier this week, on the business side, related or patient, or relationships repaired with leaders in the city. Like, all that stuff is true. But the basketball side of it never really came together. How would you sum up Mike's 13 years atop the organization? I think on the court, it, it's been a failure. And, uh, you know, maybe in recent years, it's gotten a little bit better drafting-wise with Mitch Kupchak. But over the course of the 13 seasons, he's had the fifth lowest winning percentage in those 13 years only made the playoffs twice I guess three times because he when he bought the team the first time it was towards the tail end of a season and that was a season in which they did make the playoffs but they have not made the playoffs since 2016 and some of his judgments with the transactions the acquisitions and just hiring people around him that don't necessarily question him which it's, it's kind of hard to do when you have the, the greatest of all time in the building with you. And he's probably pretty intimidating. I'm sure that's the case. But, you know, we, we always speak of the, the positives in terms of bringing back the Hornets name and his community involvement. And I'm nostal- like I'm nostalgic. Like I really wanted this Hornets team to be successful with my favorite player of all time sitting up in the front office. But I, I, I do feel like it, it's time for a change. And obviously, he is trying to get out, but it still sounds like he's making decisions with this draft cycle, with this free agent cycle, and who knows how involved he's going to be you know, later down the line. It's always hard to know like how much of a, a say did he have in some of these decisions. But yeah, looking back, I, you, know, you can't really say anything other than the on-court uh, production has been anything but a failure. Are you hopeful, optimistic for uh, Rick Schnall and Gabe Plotkin? What can they do in your mind to uh, immediately change the fortunes of the basketball operation? I think I've got to be optimistic. Um, I don't know too much about them uh, or the the group that is buying the team, but the fact that they are investing three billion dollars into this team uh, says a lot that they want to they want to be invested. I know the the Schnall the the owner Schnall that was previously with the Hawks now will have to sell his portion and and come over to the front office with Charlotte. Yeah, I think you've got to be optimistic. I, I think you know if. If you are buying an NBA team, they could be a little bit more aggressive. The thing that always crosses my mind is how much longer does Mitch Kupchak and and Steve Clifford have? And I wonder if their leash is kind of short having a new ownership in place. And maybe they'll they'll be more aggressive or or they'll try things that they've never tried before. But yeah, I mean, I, I think you can only go up in this situation, right? I, yeah, I, I think you're probably right about that. We got Richie Randall, Buzzbeat Pod with us on the Body Works Plus 
guest hotline talking about the draft tomorrow night, NBA draft. Uh, more details on our show coming up here in just a minute. But, uh, Rich, we appreciate your thoughts, buddy, as always. Good to have you back. We'll do it again soon. Very good, guys. Have a good one. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.